Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. This is the Edgy Conversations podcast. And as you know, it's Radical Hole for people who want it. I, I was going to lead in with an awesome uh, intro story. And then I realized there's really, there really no segue from the opening to the middle to the ending. And so uh, once again, I've got my notes uh, laid out in front of me here, coming to you uh, with a little bit more preparation than, than usual. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've been thinking a lot about this event I was at a week or two ago. And and uh, and as time has passed, I've begin, begun to you know, think more on this process and these, uh, these lessons that I've learned. And I've been thinking about how to share this in a way that's, that's, that's meaningful and magical to you in a way where you get it, you can embrace it. And, and, you know, uh, small ways to make a big dent in your life. And let me tell you a little bit of a story, maybe a little bit, we might call this a parable or analogy. Um, so if you're driving down the road and let's say you're in a big city and you're stuck in traffic and you, you can't see what's happening, you're bumping up and down the road and you're, you're like wondering, like, what's happening? Why are you stuck? Horns are honking. Now you have thoughts. Now, those thoughts might be frustrating depending upon your perspective. What if you're running late? those thoughts are probably spinning out of control, right? Let's say you've got a lot going on and you know, you're thinking like, what, like what's happening? Like, wh why am I stuck here? You know, you're frustrated. You've got a little bit of steam coming off the top of your head. Now let's say you've got nothing to do and you're kind of just driving down the road and you're like, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Right. You've, you've had those days as well where it doesn't really bother you how fast traffic is going or what's going on. But you just, you're thinking about just all kinds of different things. You're not distracted. You're not bothered. You're just going down the road. Now, let's say all of a sudden you hear sirens. I'm not good at doing sirens, obviously. <laughs> but you notice now and you're looking and the sirens are ahead of you and you're thinking, now, now what? Based on those sirens, you have these thoughts. Maybe it's an accident. Maybe someone got injured. You're, you're, you're already planning out what might have happened ahead. So one of the things I was thinking about, because it came up in a meeting, uh, the conference a week ago, was this idea about the different types of thoughts that we have. One are horizontal thoughts, one are vertical thoughts. So horizontal thoughts are thoughts that lead to other thoughts that lead to other thoughts that, use, that lead to other thoughts and usually end up spinning out of control. So in one way, I have thoughts that might not be positive, but because of uh, something that's triggered inside me, I automatically have other thoughts. By the way, if I feel like I'm stumbling around this morning coming at you, it's because I'm trying to explain this in a way that, that I feel can be uh, useful for you. You can grab it and go. And these thoughts that are horizontal, when they kind of spiral, spiral, spiral. You have one, then another, then another. Oh, this person didn't call me. They must hate me. Oh, I hear a siren. Someone must have gotten in an accident. And it's, it's not often that horizontal thoughts become positive. Now, let me, you're in that same car. You're on the same level as everybody else. How do you 
think your perspective or your interpretation would be different if you were five or six stories in a building looking down on that car. Well, chances are you would not only see the car you were in, but you might see blocks and blocks and blocks ahead of you and see what the cause of the accident was or what's happening, the reasons, the explanations. So what do we know about that? We know that altitude uh, impacts your attitude, that the level of your thoughts determines your interpretations. See, if you're stuck in that car, it could be a thousand legitimate reasons why traffic is ground to a halt. You're surrounded by all these skyscrapers. You can't see around. You don't know what's going on, but you're, you're knowing, you're imagining all the possibilities. It could be that you know, the president of the United States is in town and they've blocked off traffic. It could be that a, a five or six ducks are walking across the street, right? It could be an endless number of things. You might be thinking, oh, people are so horrible. They don't have to drive. And so we have these thoughts in our lives. And now, by the way, I, I struggle with this on the positive end of things. I'm good at thinking five moves ahead. And I even challenge our team to think four or five moves ahead. But the downside, the danger of thinking five moves ahead is that often the thoughts that I have are not vertical thoughts. They're horizontal thoughts. They're thoughts based in fear, based in worst possible outcomes. And so while that protects my clients when I'm consulting or coaching or advising a business, while it can be helpful and leading change and driving value personally, it can have some pretty serious consequences on my own self-esteem. And if you're like me, and I suspect you are, then you might struggle with the exact same thing, at least from time to time, is having these thoughts that move from one negative thing or one observation, we put an interpretation on it. And then based on that interpretation, we have an attitude, a perspective, or an outcome-based way of, of living that may or may not actually be helpful to us. So when we're worried about what's going to happen next, That's what we call insecure thinking. The reality is only you get to determine what actually happens next. Isn't that magical? Isn't that amazing? So think about this. You're in this car and you're running late and you're thinking, oh, can't anyone drive? What's going on? These people are idiots. I need to move to a new town and I hate my job. And what about this? And this is horrible. And uh, you get to the office and you're steaming. What What you may not have realized is that you determine what gets to happen next. Maybe you jump off on a side street, scoot around the back of the building, get on a different road and try to beat the traffic. Or maybe you decide you're no longer going to be in your car. You're going to ride the bus in the morning so that you can work on your laptop and get a few extra things done. Or you're going to ride the train that comes through town because it allows you to work while you're traveling. And and that stress is now out of your life. See, If you're going to be successful, if we're going to be successful, uh, we have to realize a couple things. It's not our circumstances that determine happiness. Happiness is never based on our circumstances. That's something that's that's hard for us many times to, to, to understand, to figure out. But happiness is never based on our circumstances. And... It's, it's not even so much that happiness is a choice. It's the fact that you understanding that you are not your circumstances, separating yourself from what happens to you. So if you fail, yes, you failed, but you are not a failure. Your circumstance was a failure. You're running late, but you're not 
uh, you know, you're not late. It's your circumstance that's late. And while this may seem some sort of metaphysical or some, you know, you'll hear someone saying, well, it's an argument without a distinction, meaning we're really just using different nouns and verbs for the same old passive aggressive sort of discussion. Success demands that we work from possibility, not from our circumstances. Our circumstances come and go, um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And if you wait for your circumstances to be great before you reach for the stars, you're going to miss out on some pretty incredible opportunity. You're going you're gonna to miss out on possibilities. So when, and Jim was teaching a lot of this material last week or the week before, he gave us some information about how to master your thoughts. And if you've got a pen and paper and you're listening in a place where pen and paper is adequate, like if you're driving your car, maybe not so much pen and paper, but come back to this and write this down. Because he, he, he gives three levels of observation that you can use. And we might call this uh, the rules or lessons about thinking. You might call this the thinking formula, Right. But these, these are ways to understand your thoughts. By the way, fear is a thought. Stress is a thought. By the way, that's a powerful thought that per, you know, pervades your entire body if you let it. Jim shared three ways to master your thoughts. And I got to tell you guys, I, I am working on this just like maybe some of you are. Uh, I, it's not some level of utopia you reach where you suddenly no longer have thoughts, but he essentially says, number one, my thoughts are not real. Number two, what is real is my ability to think. Number three, I am the thinker of my thoughts. Let me go back and say that one more time. My thoughts are not real. What is real is my ability to think. I am the thinker of my thoughts. We often say, well, I, I, you know, I remember, or I'm putting two and two together, and I'm, I'm, I'm drawing all these comparisons, and I'm a pretty smart person, so therefore, these thoughts must be real. These fears I have must be real. These, these choices that I've given myself in my mind have to be real, and what's important to realize is they're not, is that your brain, which is biased, which is scared, which is upset, and easily, easily triggered, easily triggered, is serving up something that looks like it's real. It appears like it's real, but it's not real. The only thing that's real is that you can actually think. How cool is that? You, you can actually think, and that's real. You're the one who can consciously and subconsciously have thoughts. But the actual thoughts you have, they're not some stroke of genius. They came from a place that's controlled by where you pay attention. Makes sense? So if your attention is on the areas where you're most fearful in your life, if, you, if your area of attention is on where, uh, you know, things have been going wrong recently for you, then you're going to struggle <laughs> with, with trying to be motivated and inspired because you're going to think your thoughts are real. Oh, well, I had this thought and it was a fearful thought. So it must, it must actually be real because I'm a pretty smart person and I don't have bad thoughts. You don't? You don't? You do. You do. We all do. What's, a, what's real? The only thing that's real in that scenario is the fact that you have the ability to think. You actually, yes, you, you think. You can think. You had those thoughts, but they're not real. They're just your observations. It's like a movie. You wouldn't watch a movie and say, uh, 
oh, wow, that was so fantastic. That guy, you know, uh, evaded all those people and jumped through those hoops. And at the end of the day, killed all the terrorists and no one got injured and he went home and everything was happy ever after. That's not real. It's a movie. And that's what your thoughts are. That the movie that your mind plays in your head to keep you entertained, to keep you passive, to keep you managed, keep you manageable. The third thought that's most powerful is I am the thinker of my thoughts. That's what's interesting. You are the thinker of your thoughts. In other words, you are the one that's creating your thoughts. Sometimes you come away and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm connecting dots. I'm, I'm, I'm connecting all of these dots, right? And that's me. And I'm, I am the person uh, or, or my brain is, is like a computer system that's going out and finding some artificial intelligence and bringing it back. And, 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 and based on observations and uh, calculations, I am, uh, I am having these, uh, these magical observations. And that's not the case. The case is you and all of your goodness and all of your badness <laughs> and all of your uncomfortableness and awkwardness, all the things that make you the goods and the bads, right? Are the person who thinks up your thoughts. You think thoughts. You can think good thoughts. You can think bad thoughts, but you are the one who thinks thoughts. Most importantly, as we end today, and I know I was not super jazzed on today's episode because I'm, I'm kind of letting the soak in for myself, right? I'm kind of teaching and learning and going back over my notes myself because it's important for me on good days and on bad days to remember how powerful our thoughts are. You are what you place your attention on. You are what you place your attention on. If you pay attention to the scared parts of your life, you're going to be fearful. If you place your attention on all the failures you've had recently, you're going to feel like a loser. If you place your attention on the possibility around you, wow, you're going to be optimistic. If you place your attention on the growth you've had recently, man, you're going to feel inspired to keep going. And the reality is we place our attention on negative things and then wonder why we're not positive, why we're not optimistic, why we're not headed in the right direction. And the harsh reality, the simple reality, the whole, the nuts and, and bolts of it are that we are where we place our attention. Now, look, I can't wait to talk to you in the next podcast episode about how to get personal with your stories, how to write new stories. So we've talked a little bit about uh, stories. We've talked about identity. We've talked about thinking thoughts. And some of this might seem a little esoteric, but for those of you who have been trying to figure out why you do what you do, why you think what you think, why it's kind of, you're, you feel somewhat out of control and you're trying to put the pieces back together, I want to give you a kind of a framework for that. And the reality is you're the thinker of your thoughts, but don't confuse your thoughts as being reality. And don't confuse them as being some magical potion that were pulled into your brain because you're a genius. No, unfortunately, it's the worst parts of us, the fear, the, the jealousy, the envy that often control who we are. And it's important to realize that because if you realize and embrace that, not beat yourself up about it, but if you embrace it, then it gives you the power and the potential and the potential to leverage success in all the ways that you want it so, so desperately. Guys, I can't wait to come back and talk again about the next episode about stories we tell ourselves. By the way, if you haven't uh, signed up for Awesome Palooza 2017, look, you're missing out. I can't wait to spend a day with you. We're going to have 
Uh, this is our last of, last event of 2017 and our only event. So it checks both boxes. Uh, I can't wait to spend a day with you. I'm going to take all my best stuff, all of the best lessons I've learned over the last few years, and I'm going to give you the formulas and exact process that I've used to help uh, companies grow really big and achieve next level success. So I can't wait to have you there. And I'm excited about uh, sharing not only uh, some good lessons, but hearing your feedback and customizing. Customize, that's right. I'm going to start the day by having you tell me, despite my agenda, despite my curriculum, what is really most important to you. Okay, so if you haven't if you haven't signed up for it, go pop into the um, Edgy Awesomeness group, Edgy Empire of Awesomeness group on Facebook. Tell us what you want and where we can uh, make you most successful. Can't wait to see you there. See you on the next episode.